Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. One is Mark and John's the other. They're just friends. They are not lovers. It's two old queens. It's two old queens. They're just sassy, not that mean. Two old queens. It's two old queens. Now shut up. Hello. Welcome to Two Old Queens. I'm John Flynn. I'm Mark Rennie. Mark, I am so excited about our guest this week. Please let everyone know who is joining us. John, he's a writer, director, producer at Triple Threat, that's called, mm-hmm. and he's host of the podcast Art of Arting. It's Matt Mazzani. Yay. Hey, how's it going? So happy to be here. I'm very excited. I'm very nervous. I want to win the game. Nerf- oh, I see. I like <laughs> this. He came to win. He brought an epic. Nice. Well, you yes. chose the wrong movie, but maybe. <laughs> there are some categories I think he'll do there's well some, in. It'll, there's Come some on. it'll definitely do. Boy, let's not get ahead of ourselves. No, yeah. please. I, I'm curious, Matt. You host a podcast about uh, f- art essentially. Yes. <laughs> I was gonna say fine art, but I was like, well, that, I, you might have a Mark Ryden on there from time to time. <laughs> sure, um, I, I call it fine art, but I do that a little, a little ironically. I wanted it to be open for everybody, also because I'm like, a, I'm like not an art person. I'm kind of a dummy. I just like it, so it's you it's, know what it, you like. It's fine art for everybody, right? That's what we're trying to do there. <laughs> Has have <laughs> you had any like surprises or things like, oh, I actually thought I would hate this, but I ended up liking it. There, there is some actually. I, I ended up fighting with one of my guests, uh, uh, Amos fighting. Vernon. Uh, not fighting. We didn't oh, fight, yeah. but it's but it's on he's real testy. He's yeah. a hothead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A known uh, 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 bull, that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But he, uh, but yeah, we ended up fighting over an artist. But I ended up respecting it a little bit more. But you know, like I'll give my opinions. I'll go out there. I'll say we, you'll we say opinions on, on a podcast? podcast. I know, right, Matt? <laughs> Nobody's ever heard uh, cis white guys' opinions before. I figured it's time. <laughs> Finally, 
Time to go. It's going to take. Breaking the Bud Light neon sign ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) We do take on uh, uh, Jeff Koons quite a bit. He's he's the the punching bag of the podcast, the balloon guy. I like Jeff Koons. I think he's fun. (laughs) Well, he's fun, but he's a he's a hack, right? He's like who cares? uh, He makes balloons. So is McDonald's. We like McDonald's. (laughs) Yeah, but McDonald's. We don't call it fine art, though. Uh, well, McDonald's is fine art. The McDonald's is a wonderful <laughs> Thank thing. Thank you. Uh, you can, you can. I painted a chicken McNugget the other day, dressed as a cowboy. It's still one of my favorite paintings I've done. Oh, is that based on wow. the toy? The little, yeah, the, the toy that you got. I remember. I think I had one yeah. of those chicken McNugget toys. They were trying yeah. to be Smurfs for a while. They yep. were trying and failed. Uh, they had a good Halloween run. The Halloween run of the chicken McNuggets, but those kids had to kids had to swallow those all the time. Those had to be super dangerous. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I'm right. Because sure. <laughs> they're the yeah. perfect shape. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're children's throat sized rubber chicken McNuggets. It's ins- like, and, and if there's one food. thing you know, it's the size of a child's throat. I never asked why, <laughs> but you just do. <laughs> it's just something innate in me. Yeah. <laughs> do you like um, uh, biblical art? It's Ooh. interesting. So. I mean, if, if we're going to go all the way, I mean, if we're gonna go all the way back into it, <laughs> uh, I am not a religious guy. My family was never religious. I, I wanted to go to church once out of curiosity when I was like six or seven. And sure. uh, my parents got a call from the church because I threw a fit because they didn't believe in the dinosaurs like I did. Like I, dinosaurs <laughs> were my religion. And I was like, Earth can't be 6,000 years old. Uh, because the, the Jurassic period was 75 million years ago. The Crustacean period was 225 million years ago. Sure. What are you talking about? And so <laughs> I threw a big fit, never got to the church. Uh, but I do like biblical art because it's so, if they take it so seriously, that don't they? Go figure. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> yeah. It's really personal for them for some reason. Where's yes. the attach? Where's the ironic detachment church? Yeah. It's very, yeah. No, I like, I like how seriously take it. I like how, uh, uh, because they go that far, then it's like the most insane like uh, things that happen in the Bible are, are crazy. Like people are getting thrown off of cliffs. Uh, babies crazy. Getting That's the craziest yeah. crazy. thing that yeah. happens, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Someone uh, falls off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, uh, somebody goes in a whale. It's it's goofy stuff. It's but it's great if you believe it's real. <laughs> sure. <laughs> John, you were Irish Catholic. No, uh, do you yeah. admit it? <laughs> I still am Irish. Uh, yes, I went to church growing up. I wouldn't say we were like super churchy. But we were pretty churchy. My grandfather helped like found a church in in like near our hometown. And because his cousin was a priest, his name was actually Father Hickey. Um, oh, and so boy. he was he was at all of my growing up. He was at all like the family functions. So there's always this like very drunk priest in the corner uh, growing up. Uh, he was not. Okay. Not with me anyway. Some of <laughs> my cousins you... are much cuter than I am. So yeah. I see. Did you get special privileges for being like the church founders? Like, is there like a VIP room that you got like, to go to? Oh, it's to? the flames. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> buzz, buzz, buzz. Here's the non-sticky Bibles. <laughs> no, I was an altar boy for a while, but I was bad at it because I kept passing out. Why were you passing out? Because it's so hot and you have those big thick robes that are, you know, just one size fits all. And P.S. they don't fit all, but they're just like very heavy. And it's like circulation in most churches, like air circulation is really bad because it's all just stained glass windows. So it's very easy to like get lightheaded. And there's all the standing and kneeling and and sitting and all that stuff. So I passed out several times while uh, serving as an altar boy. So then they were just like, we think maybe this isn't your calling. (laughs) You don't was have there any, Was there any stage fright to that, or is it like you're because you're doing it in front of all the people, right? It's I don't think so. I like ringing the bell. Is that yeah. all you had to do? Is like ring the bell and like kind of no, be you an had usher? to like 
get like sometimes like bring stuff to the priest or take stuff away or like walk in with him or like <laughs> security basically take the um, whiskey out of his hands <laughs> <laughs> refill it but yes <laughs> i went to uh, we grew up, my dad was agnostic. So we, my mom would take my brother and I to church cause she went to like Catholic school and stuff, but she never believed. So as soon as I got my first uh, catechism, my first communion, we stopped going. And it never, <laughs> took, cause my mom was like, well, I'm done. Uh, you kids can believe what you want. Um, you want to finish this to-do list, go right ahead. And I remember going to catechism, which was like the after school program where you like yeah. learn about the Bible, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it was, but it wasn't at my school, it was at the local uh, Catholic school. And the only thing I remember is like sitting at their desk and like the desk I sat at had boogers like underneath it. And I was like, this is disgusting. <laughs> I'm oh. out. <laughs> so I was done. It never took, I never prayed. I never believed any of it. I was just like, this is crazy. This is not for me. Yeah, I, I I don't think it's also like if you if you're big and religious, I totally get it. It's like it's like being it's like liking horoscopes. Like I get it. I don't buy into it all the way, but like like I get that it's a metaphorical way to look at life. It's fine. Well, even the Catholic sure. Church says you should treat all of this as metaphor. It's not meant to be taken literally, despite right. their stance on uh, gay marriage. You think that would help them uh, loosen up a little? A little bit, <laughs> since it's all made up, you idiots. Yeah. Anyways, I try to be open minded. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of being open-minded and okay. talking about new ways of thinking. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're taught today. We're talking about this is our second biblical theme movie in a row. Last week <laughs> we did the Apple, another biblical epic. Today we're talking the Ten Commandments. John, what's the deal with the Ten Commandments? Question Mark, I've asked for years. Mark, <laughs> let me tell you the deal with the Ten Commandments. It was directed by Cecil B. DeMille with a screenplay by Aeneas McKenzie, Jesse L. Lasky Jr., Jack Garris, and Frederick M. Frank. And it dramatizes the biblical story of the life of Moses, an adopted Egyptian prince who becomes the deliverer of his real brethren, the enslaved Hebrews, and leads the exodus to Mount Sinai where he receives from God the Ten Commandments. The film stars Charlton Heston, Yul Brenner, Ann Baxter, Edward G. Robertson, Yvonne DiCarlo, Deborah Paget, John Derrick, Sir Cedric Hardwick, Dame Judith Anderson, and that old queen Vincent Price. It was released on November 8th, 1956, and during its initial release, it made $122.7 million off a budget of $13 million, which would be about $1.2 billion in today's box office. James Power of The Hollywood Reporter declared the film to be the summit of screen achievement. It is not just a great and powerful motion picture, although it is that. It is also a new human experience. If there were but wow. one print of this Paramount picture, the place of its showing would be the focus of a worldwide pilgrimage. It was nominated for seven Academy Awards, uh, winning for Best Special Effects. And in 1999, it was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress. And network television has aired the film in primetime during the Passover Easter season every year since 1973. And that is the deal with the Ten Commandments. Woo, so Matt, we asked you to pick a movie. Why the Ten Commandments? Well, uh, th this, like I said, we we're a non-religious family. Our Easter was always like, we, get, we do the egg hunt, we get some jelly beans. Uh, but part of the whole thing was we'd watch the Ten Commandments. And I don't know why. It was, it was on ABC. I think it was like that type of thing, which is something to do. I think it was on, was it on Friday? Good Friday or Easter? I forget when they exactly they ran it. But I knew that it was on the, on the weekend. Uh, and I watched it every year. And I never liked it as a kid. Never liked it like growing up. And then like the last like five years, because I don't do Easter stuff at all. 
I will now watch this. You movie don't? And- <laughs> no, I don't do it. I, I don't do an egg hunt by myself. Uh, so okay, yeah. okay. Mr. Scrooge. Yeah, I, I stopped making jelly beans, so you can't do that anymore. I could get jelly beans, but you don't need jelly beans in your house. You're gonna eat ten of them, and then they're gonna be there for. I don't know. Uh, uh, jelly beans are wonderful. Uh, Thank probably, you. Thank you. probably one of the top thirty candies of all time. I gotta say. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't mind saying it. Uh, as I watched the Ten Commandments in the last few years, I just realized how like crazy this movie is. Not just in it's like it is big and epic, and it's it's an incredible piece of like filmmaking, but it's also like it's so horny and weird, and like the things that people do don't make sense, and it's just like uh, I don't know. Like, and every time I watch it now, I find like new things. Even when I was watching it for this show. I was finding these scenes I, I never noticed before. I don't know. I think it's like a trove and it's one worth revisiting the more you go. And I think it's like now one of my favorite movies. I really, I really enjoy watching it at this point. Great. <laughs> hey. I love that. Wow. <laughs> How many times do you think you've seen it? Uh, I probably have seen it close to close to 20 times. I guess wow. every time since I was a kid and then uh-huh. maybe I skipped a few years. And I will say when I caught on this show and I said, I want to do the 10 commandments. I looked at the runtime and it's three hours, 40 minutes. And I'm saying Mark and John are so pissed right now. Uh, And then I watched like the first 10 minutes and I'm like, nope, never mind. Fucking nailed it. (laughs) Nothing to worry about. (laughs) They're going to thank me so hard. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. Right when they got to the title screen and it was like the like whoever watches this movie is going to be transported to the world of Moses. And and then the Holy Scriptures got their own title card with a music swell. Like this is like so up its own ass. It's that's a flex. They call that a flex now. It's a flex. It's flex as you can get. I mean, I mean, Cecil B. DeMille put himself before the Bible in the title credits. It's fucking amazing. God bless him. Great. Uh, John, what do you think of the Ten Commandments? What's your history? What's your baggage? I don't know if I've ever seen all of it before. It is one of those movies that is so you know epic and iconic that you've definitely seen. You've seen the the the, the Red Sea parting and moments here or there. I don't think I'd ever sat down and seen all of it from beginning to end. I think it's <laughs> it's very long. It's very plotting. I feel like I. Granted, we're looking at from a contemporary sensibility, but it felt so much to me of like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. Like nothing really builds so much. Like there'll be a scene where someone's like, I forgive you. And then like two minutes later, they're like, I hate you again. And you're like, okay, I guess just go with it. I, yeah, I mean, it was like a lot of fun visual stuff, impressive how they did things. And it's nice, like the effects just not being CGI was fun to watch, even in the times where it was sort of a little hokey weird. I, I don't know if I'll, go back to this every year I might <laughs> I didn't have to do it in two shifts and I was uh, after the first hour and a half googling when does the intermission come in Ten Commandments <laughs> it's pretty deep it's after the two hour mark I think it's, yes it it's is. like two and a half hours in but uh yeah I mean like I definitely admire parts of it uh it reminded me a lot of like biblical staging like in the way like especially like with uh Charlton Heston there was a lot of like posing and just talking it's very stagey and theatrical and there's one scene with him and Ann Baxter where like she's standing with her back to him like to start I'm like who is no two human beings have ever had a conversation like that that weren't like on an escalator or something but and yeah I mean it's and, definitely... and there's so much prayer like like there's they're in a scene with somebody a lot of prayer the, in and, the and, and they just will like look up at God randomly right. and, and then, start talking to god it's oh it's so stagey and great right and then it's also like the ten commandments don't even get mentioned until the last 15 minutes of this movie <laughs> you really well, that's like, kind of how it worked oh, okay. i think though i, I suppose <laughs> 
Anyway. You're saying they should have planted the seeds earlier? Of there's going to be some commandments later Maybe on? Maybe just give us a commandment, like, or like say one of them, someone could be like, someone should write that down. So like, we're like, finally, someone has written it down. It's happened. I see. I don't know. What about you, Mark? What, what's your history with the Ten Commandments? I had never seen it before. And in watching it, I realized like, oh, I know nothing about Moses. Like, I thought I knew <laughs> things about Moses. I knew not what I knew was like from <laughs> the Prince of Egypt. I remember that more of like, oh, he's right. like uh, sent down a river and he's raised with the Pharaoh's brothers. And then mm. after that, I don't remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey sing something. I know the, and, yeah. uh, the tablets and I knew the parting of the Red Sea. I knew, I knew that happened. Um, but I didn't know. I thought it was, I watched it in one sitting last Congratulations. night. Thank you. Wow. Thank yeah. you. Um, I actually thought it moved really quickly. I was like into <laughs> it. I thought it was like fun. I don't know. It is like, yeah, it's hokey, but it's also like, it is like a big, it's like watching like an Avengers movie of the fifties. You know what I mean? It is like just big spectacle. Every celebrity's in it. You know, nothing is subtle. It's like, it's spoon feeding you the entire thing. And it's like really fun. I love like these old like Technicolor epics. Cause like the production design is just so, I don't know. You can really like sink into it. But I thought like it moved pretty quickly. Yes, it's long, but it's, you're getting the whole life of Moses. I mean, I would hope my life story would be at least 90 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but you like it so lean and quick. It works though. What can I say? I don't, I think I like, I don't like boring. Like I've seen like, you know, I think I watched, I paused just friends more to check the gotcha. time. And that's like 90 minutes. Right. I was like, oh, but this one didn't feel slow to me. I don't know. I was like thoroughly, it's just like big blockbuster entertainment. It's the same thing, but just like the style's a little hokier and like that hasn't aged well, but the spectacle of it is still a lot of fun. And I don't think there's like a wasted scene. Like every scene is like something's happening. I know it's like a little funny yeah, because it's true. like then Moses did this, but also like everything Moses did was, it also reminds me a lot of like John Wick because it's the type of movie where like everybody talks about how awesome this guy is and then yeah. everything he does is awesome. And it's just like, there's no disappointment. It's always just like Moses this, Moses that, he's going to do this, he's going to do that. And indeed he does. He does everything. <laughs> he's the greatest guy. He beats people up. He parts the sea. He's he's just like he's a superhero. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like watching um like Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Like if that was one movie, you know, right? It <laughs> was just like the whole you get it all. Mm -hmm. um, Batman, our our Moses. That's our Moses. Yeah, some would say he's the hero that Israelites deserve. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, well, Matt, as you may or may not know, but I suspect you do, we are looking for the gayest movies ever. So we have a very complex and Byzantine scoring system with which to judge them. So we're going to go through a ton of categories. And at a certain point, you are going to add a category and it will be added, added to, to the, the wheel. wheel. What does that mean? Uh, you'll figure out when we get there. Don't worry about it. But you have to come up with a category that we will use to judge the Ten Commandments and every movie afterwards. So this is our current top five ranking of the gayest movies ever. This is what you're up against. Just top five. With an 86.92 at five, uh, fifth place, Death Becomes Her. 89.70, I'm saying this all weird now. Fourth, The Apple. 89.81, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. And second, 92.99%, The Bride of Frankenstein. And number one, current gayest movie ever with a 94.83% female trouble. Okay. So Matt, if you had to guess right now, how well do you think Ten Commandments is gonna do? I, I think it's gonna do better than it appears on paper. I don't think it's gonna get a top five. Can you tell me 
what's number 30? What's number 30 yes, right now? I can tell you exactly <laughs> what 30. 30 is Meet Me in St. Louis. Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, wait, actually, Ooh, yeah, Meet Louis. Me in St. Louis. Uh, meet Me, sorry. Uh, Louis Louis <laughs> has a 66.49. It's actually 29th, but it's the 30th row on my spreadsheet. Okay, well, okay. spreadsheet 30th, aside. 30th is Man from Uncle, which has a 65.79%. Ooh, actually, that's exactly. I don't think it's as gay as Man from Uncle, but I do think it's gayer than. Well, no, it's switched. All right, I, th I think I think we're gonna land right in the thirties. I think we're gonna go for Man from Uncle, maybe in St. Louis, around there. Uh, all right, okay. we'll see. Shots fired. <laughs> uh, ginger snaps. Um, <laughs> all right. So our first group of categories. These are the canon categories. So for these, we're all gonna give it a score between zero and a hundred. Then we take the average of all three of our scores. So, Matt, on the first category, on a scale of zero to 100, how would you rate the Ten Commandments in actual gay characters? This is a good one. I think. Thank I'm you. Gonna... <laughs> Starting strong. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to go with 75. 75. This gay. is up there with. In Three out. out of four characters in this movie are gay, you're saying. Because, well, here's the deal there's, there's a scene What's with 15,000 extras. Uh, you got to <laughs> imagine. By the numbers, there's probably more gay characters on screen than has ever been put to film, uh, just by the numbers there. <laughs> also, it features perhaps- You've never seen the time, Life and Times of Harvey Milk documentary? Yeah. Well, that's- I, that, but the, Oh, the I'm cheating. Okay. No, okay. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, it features uh, what's possibly the, the, the gayest character of all time, which is God, because if he's built in our image or we are built in his image, then then he's as gay as everybody that ever was. Well, he's like Pam. So, Pam. He'd like be right. everything. Yeah, he's, 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 like, yeah, he's a little bit everything. He's queer. Sure. Yeah, he's on the rainbow. Yeah, yeah uh, he is the rainbow. Come on. He is the That's rainbow. True. And I, would say, I would say they are the rainbow. We don't have to. Thank you. Thank You're you. right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so so I'm going to, I know it's a swing, but I'm going to advocate for the movie. I'll be fair, but I'm going to go 75 for this. One. All right. Okay. Oh, and maybe Vincent Price. Maybe. Oh, maybe Vincent maybe Price, Vincent he Price. says. Oh. Maybe Vincent Price. That you're just going to throw that in at the end. <laughs> says the straight man. Maybe okay. Vincent Price. Maybe Vincent Price. Let's forget Dame Judith Anderson. Like, she's not uh, as them. That's true. Um, yeah, there's not a lot. I mean, Vincent Price definitely always reads like a big old Mary, uh, especially in this movie where, like, he kidnaps a slave that he thinks is hot and just immediately dresses her up. And then when her Take boyfriend over. comes to like rescue her, he immediately ties him up and says, and has everyone else leave the room. You're like, okay, we know what you're after, Master Builder. There but was I also, I was gonna say in the opening credits, the hairstylist is Nellie Manley, which that's- That uh, sounds like a drag name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a euphemism for a gay person. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a lot. I'll give it a 20. 20, I mean, I gotta give it a twenty-five. Just Why, all, what, that's all Baca. Gotcha. It's all Vincent Price. <laughs> Baca's carrying a lot there. He He's is. doing a lot of the heavy lifting. <laughs> Giving it a forty, which is five points higher than the man from Uncle. There all we right. go. Okay, all right. starting strong. Right for it. Starting strong. All right, the next category on a scale of zero to hundred: drag queen inspiration. Could a drag queen watch the Ten Commandments and come away with a whole Bible of ideas? Ooh, nice, a look Bible. A look Bible. <laughs> well done. Uh, I, boy, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be the most inspired, but I do think like if you're going off of like an Egyptian or any sort of like Ten Commandment thing, 
they would be using that Easter not, Sunday brunch, Easter, yeah. Sunday, Easter brunch. Sunday drag brunch, and maybe yeah. not even realizing it's from this particular movie because that's how much this movie is like ingrained into like <laughs> culture about what we think Egypt looks like, right? <laughs> right. So, but I, I don't know if anybody's going to really theme a show after it. I, I do think like a, there could be like a parting of the Red Sea bit that could be a lot of fun, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with forty-five. Forty-five. I'm going to say it's higher because I think just the overall aesthetic of the movie, it's just like fabric jewels, like so much of the jewel, like all those armbands they had, like, here's just like a, an earring for your bicep. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much just random stuff and jewelry and just so much flowing capes and fabric and headpieces. There's not, I agree. Like there's not like the iconic, I mean, the iconic look is probably is uh, Moses in the robe. Yeah. yeah. But there's not like that, you know, like, there's no Ann Baxter like look that you would like have on a postcard. You don't like, think that gold dress she has? Oh, I think definitely, but I feel like it hasn't like popped in the way that some other iconic looks have. But I think like again, it's like so drag, it's so excessive. Also, the burning bush. There's a drag show. <laughs> <laughs> Come out as the burning bush. Burn the bush. I'll go eighty-three. If the burning bush Ooh. isn't the name of a lesbian bar, someone is sleeping on a pile of money. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna give this a 90. I thought the looks were like so fun and wild and like form fitting. Like they weren't like ladies look sexy. I thought <laughs> men are like half naked the whole time. Right. A lot of like fetish wear. The wardrobe stylists did not take a day off in this movie. No. They no. worked their asses off. <laughs> All those extras, they had no time. No time. Every extra had a damn cost. That was insane. All right, I'm gonna go 55. I'm gonna go up a little bit. That's too okay. Much. Okay, yeah, 55. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for this thing. Gotta get me from Uncle. <laughs> well, it's got a 76, which is 24 points lower than the Apple. Okay. But 36 points higher than the Man from Uncle. Oof, All right, boy. our next category: gay icons. Let's rate the Ten Commandments on gay icons. Well, this, there's Vincent Price. Yeah. Vincent Price. You got Ann Baxter. Ann Baxter. Yeah. Yvonne DiCarlo. Yvonne DiCarlo, definitely. Judith Anderson. Miss Havisham, is that her name mm -hmm. from yep, Rebecca? Yeah, Rebecca. Edith Head worked on the costumes. If she's not a gay icon, there she should go. be. She sure. inspired The Incredibles. What That's that little true. lady. Wait, is that the lady? Like, she's like the wardrobe? The real lady, yeah, is Edith oh, Head. That's, that's who they great. styled her on. Mm -hmm. What's that lady, that character's name? In The Incredibles? <laughs> is no capes, yeah. Yeah, I wish I knew. She's really, it's great. <laughs> is she know. a gay icon? That that character from the Incredibles? yes, yes. Okay. Well, Edith Head, I would say, is a gay icon. Right, the character right. from the Incredibles, maybe not so much. <laughs> I think the Incredibles character is absolutely she is. I mean, it's like one. It's, it's, they're kind of the same thing. Edna Mode is her Edna name. Edna Mode. There you go. That's great. Edna Mode is absolutely a gay icon. She's on merch. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Is the, does Yul Brenner slip? In I was going to say you can give some points to him for like the I think so. world, definitely. Yeah, and I have to say I think he is the best actor in the whole movie. He's really he's good, amazing. He's uh, that, uh, that's another thing to talk about. This movie is Yul Brenner is just like a absolute smoke show in this thing. He's just crazy yeah. good, <laughs> total smoke super show. charismatic. He he just he, he like every scene just gets grabbed. He's he's un unbelievable in this thing. Uh, I, I don't know the. I don't know exactly where to rate all the gay icons here. I'll probably draft a few guys, but I'm going to start the bidding. And I know it's a bit of an auction show. I'm going to start the bidding at 55 here. 55. Yeah, there's not like huge, huge. I mean, like there's a whole lot of great ones. It's more like a the the culmination of added additiveness. Vincent Price. Sense. But Vincent Price you don't also think like a huge gay icon. I mean, he's also married and has kids. But from the era, though, you know what I mean. Sure. Like considering the time he came from, I think you have to take I that think into so. account. And now he absolutely is. I will say 78. 78. 
I can't believe you would score it so low. I'm going to score it 79. <laughs> um, giving it a 70.67. All right. All right. The next category, the male gaze. How horny is the camera for the male form? I, I think fairly horny here. I think there's, a, I think Joshua very oily. Joshua, that was a revelation. Hello. Uh, uh, I'd follow him through the desert. Exactly. John Yul Derek. Brenner, he has a great pair of getaway sticks. You got to admit those legs. Uh, are getaway insane. sticks? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was like film set lingo for us. <laughs> no, that's just, that's just gam talk, baby. Uh, gam talk, I see. That's our other podcast, our spinoff. Uh, <laughs> Even even Charlton Heston, which I don't, he's not the most, he's the most vanilla guy, but he looks handsome in some. He looks great. He reminded me of like um like when Channing Tatum tries to be dramatic. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) you're great to look at, but uh, you're a little miscast here. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go. Ooh, I think it's I think it's I think it's horny for everybody. I think the women also get a good look here too. But uh, I think Cecil B. DeMille knows why people go to the movies, uh, and that's to see pretty people. And I'm going to say 93 for this one. 93. Yeah, there's definitely a ton of torso. I wouldn't say the camera's horny. Like, I don't think this is like a horny, horny movie. But I will go 89. 89. Uh, I'm going to go 80. It's just, uh, I don't know why. Just lots of shirtless guys and Joshua's hot. Right, there's no, like, the camera is, like, going from the sandal up. Well, they couldn't back then with those like wide lenses. You couldn't really do shots like that. It was hard to do close-ups. I mean, you're telling me in 1956, you don't go to the theater and you just say like, you see uh, a Ramesses with his little like heels and like, come sure. on. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're there for four hours. Like you're going to be like, <laughs> yeah, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> so many times when you watch older movies, like people are like muscular and, but not like defined. And like a lot, so many right, people, mass. this movie looked like, how CrossFit people look now. Like, I don't know what Cecil B. DeMille was the regimen he had, but <laughs> it they was calisthenics for an hour ahead of their time. Yeah, they didn't have HGH. How do they pull this off? <laughs> he couldn't. Uh, all right, our next category, entrances with pizzazz. I mean, Ooh, showing this... up in a basket on a river. There you go. That's pretty pizzazzy. That's pizzazzy. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Moses showing up with, with all of Ethiopia. Uh, That's pretty pizzazz. That is like the, I think that if you wanted to see an entrance with pizzazz, look at Moses entering with all of Ethiopia and flowers <laughs> being thrown in front of him, yeah. right? Uh, but by the way, I'm going to hop in just to say, I acknowledge that this is a movie set in Egypt starring white people and it's bad. Uh, that's oh, absolutely. It, it's a weird part of the movie. Also, also part of Moses' entrance was that the Ethiopian princess was like, ooh, Mama, look at look at look at Moses here. Like she had to like Moses, which is weird. It's it's all but great pizzazz. Uh, Everyone wants Ramsey's, to fuck Moses. Yeah, everybody wants to fuck Moses in this movie. Every like even his mother Yoshebel's like I think half into him. I think they're probably not too far <laughs> yeah. from the age. It's crazy. Um, horny movie. Uh, I'm gonna go once again because also like every Ramesses scene, like he enters with like a big thing. I'm gonna right. say there's one scene. Well, hold on, there's more because there's oh, yeah. one scene where like yeah. after like that stone where that old woman almost gets crushed by the stone, Ramses mm-hmm. enters like on a chariot like full speed, and there's like yeah. actual people <laughs> in front of them. It was wild. I was even I said, "Oh, be careful." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's been seventy years. There's also the moment where like Moses reveals the finished city. Yes, yeah. like he yes. like oh. 
peels the drapes back. I mean, that's pretty Ooh, gay. That Anytime trailer dramatic, or whatever the fuck that show was. <laughs> Extreme City Makeover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 burning Bush and even Burning like Bush. The, Anytime God appears, like that d- d- column of fire. Yeah. Ten Commandments, like magnesium writing is very. Pizzazzy. I love that. It's so fun. Oh. Uh, Would we say uh, also Moses entering with the commandments at the top when they finally has the commandments? Oh, it's I, sure. I, I it's like it. come down from the in mountain. the middle of a production number. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, They're also with her dead son. Oh, that was the, uh, a sad uh, pizzazz. But yes, sad uh, pizzazz. Uh, speaking of sad pizzazz, the 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 cursed smoke that kind of comes down and fogs through the city. Yeah. That's pizzazzy. Uh, the has a theremin. I mean, nobody would guess that the Bible movie would have a theremin in it, but it had a theremin. It had a spooky. Cecil B. DeMille, you crazy bastard. <laughs> it really is. Um, I don't think there's an entrance here that didn't even have a little bit of pizzazz. So I'm going to go 99. 99. 98. 98. No, Buyer's remorse. 98. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll go 96. 96. Um, I don't know. I think I got to go 100. It's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, so it's got an average of 98, which is two points less than the Apple, but 66 points higher than The Wedding Singer. What? All right. <laughs> All right. Not a very pizzazzy movie, The Wedding Singer. All right. The next category, Hell on Heels. This is for like feisty dames who don't give a fuck and they'll put a cigarette out in your cheek. <laughs> I, well, I Nefertiri is like yeah. constant. She's kind of it. I think all the other women are very like Mamnet. Moses tells a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Mamnet like, definitely is. She's like, but I'm going to hold on to this is. scrap of fabric for 20 years. This will come in handy later. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah, she's a very quiet hell on heels. Very like <laughs> subdued, like a, a very like evil mom energy out of her, which mm-hmm. is really well. Isn't that the scariest kind? The scariest yeah. kind. Uh, never waiting for them to explode. Nefertiri might be in like an all-star hell on heels episode, like the like a return episode. Cause she's I mean, when she gets Ramesses like guilts him about being a uh basically calling him a sissy and then making him go uh fight the guy and you gotta kill him and then I'm gonna kill you. Like she's always just needling everybody and she's wild. Right. So you drove Moses into the desert. That don't impress me much. <laughs> 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 ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> Uh, I think because Nefertiri is just like so over the top, so crazy, up and down, horny one scene, evil the next scene, right? And just like she's all, and then like loving her. I mean, she's just like, I, I was like, is she all because I only know her from All About Eve, and I'm like, is she always like a monster? Because she's great, she looks so sweet, which is yeah. why it works. It's like Reese Witherspoon, yeah, with the, she got those bangs. It's uh, she, she's oh man. Hiding, hiding so much behind those bangs. I'm they, gonna always go, do. they always do. <laughs> uh, for the Nefertiri of it all, I'm going to go 89. 89! Up there was She-Devil. I, 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 think, you. I think because it's basically just Ann Baxter and Judith Anderson, I'm going to go 78. Oh, you said that like it was going to be like 32 or something. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it a 50 because to me, it is just Ann Baxter. But, ha- but so much Ann Baxter. So much Ann Baxter. You're she's right. kind of one of the only, I mean, she's not the only woman in the movie, obviously, but she's like one of the few that stays Has around for a dimension. long time. Yeah. <laughs> There's Mark, more I, to her. Mark, can I get you to 52? Get to 52. We're gonna Absolutely get to 52. not. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> He's uncorruptible. Yeah. <laughs> macabre. How macabre is the Ten Commandments? It's pretty dang it's macabre. Pretty macabre. <laughs> We're talking Old Testament here. This is Old Testament as hell. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, also slaves, slaves, slaves. macabre, yeah. killing uh, newborn Hebrew, newborn Hebrew man child. That the fact that they were like, oh, we'll let that woman die because we're already we've we've got the momentum we're busy. of the stone. <laughs> yeah, we don't. She's useless. That's pretty macabre. Blood Is River? Baca any different than James Cameron on the set of one of these Avatar sequels? I doubt it. <laughs> oh man! Uh, the, the 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 like I said, the theremin and the smoke, like that whole scene where they're having to pass over dinner and there's just screams in the background, just like right? Yeah. Is that crazy? <laughs> like, let's just sit down and eat, everyone. It's going to get cold. Yes, people, children are being murdered. It's fine. Um, what's not? There's actually so much. Although, and at the end of the movie, uh, when he goes, if you don't live by the law you shall die by the and he throws the commandments and kills all those <laughs> right. people in, a, in an earthquake was fucking ins- i i thought it was crazy as a kid but still watching this adult i don't know why he did that why did he like because get- they were sinning they were like partying yeah. they were like participating in evil they yeah. were like yeah you're to me i'm like these slaves can't blow off some steam yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean like They've literally god for forbid how many days right yeah we've been slaves for most of our lives oh yeah, yeah we want to party god excuse us yeah old testament god is no fun no yeah. fun i guess it's because well if you can't be if you have to live freely on your own you still have to follow some rules yeah mm-hmm. you live by you the can't... law you die by the yeah. law and if you mess up once that's it it's Please. like rum springer you know what i mean you can go off on your own but you're gonna if you go nuts that's on you I'm not yeah. going to pay for any SCTD drugs. Yeah, that seemed like a fun party, too. That seemed like a good, pretty good time. God uh, is like a terrorist in this movie. Like, I'm yes. going to frighten you to, to enact political action. Well, wow. How is he any different than a terrorist? Could you imagine being stuck on a, a horse and get uh, swallowed under the ocean? Like, the, all those yeah. Egyptians that died. I mean, like, I know they did terrible things. But that was fucking wild. Like that, like there's, there's horses crazy. swimming yeah. underwater. Like they had to kill a few horses on this production. They had to. <laughs> this was the '50s version of luck. luck. That HBO series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, there's so much. There's so much that's become the more that I said. Oh, probably more screen time for a dead child than any other yeah. movie you've ever done. Uh, that kid is just on screen dead for five minutes. Straight. I don't know. Steel Magnolias. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of, you know, they really linger on Julia Roberts. <laughs> true <laughs> also like hails uh, a fire turning the water to blood yeah killing mamnet then he, he kills baka whipping people that green yeah, pestilence like, smoke goat's blood also by the way now that i just realized this like uh moses with his big uh commandments and killing everybody thou shalt not kill he killed all those people he killed baka like moses like murders like was well, that why he says movie. he can't join them at the River Jordan? Because like maybe no, it's because it is actually is because he did throw down those tablets. I think that they they took some theatrical license in the fact that he threw them at what? the thing and it caused the earthquake. <laughs> but according to the Bible, uh, Moses is so angry at seeing all this party and worshiping this golden statue that he threw the the tablets down and destroyed them. And so God was pissed that he had to make another set. And so that's why Moses was ultimately not allowed to actually arrive at the promised land. Yeah. Well, and it was this also was lost in the narration, but also they said they wandered an extra 40 years to get rid of the generations of partiers. partiers. That's just like, (laughs) holy shit. Like, oh, man, I'm the same with fire festival. Let them all die. out. (laughs) But isn't the Bible the ultimate example of taking theatrical license? Sure. Like, I yes, there probably was a flood, but did it cover the whole earth? No. Right. Yeah. You know, they played it up for effects. <laughs> right. To make some sort of a point. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. 
so didactic. That's my problem with the Bible. It's too didactic. <laughs> too didactic. Um, I'm going to go, uh, I talked myself in. I was going to go a little lower, but after hearing all that, I'm going to go 86 on this. 86. Yeah, there is all this macabre stuff, but it is Technicolor as well. So I'll go 82. Mm-hmm. Does that help it or hurt it? I think hurts it. To me, whenever that stuff happens in Technicolor, it makes it like creepier in a way because it's meant to be cheery and look like, you know, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. So when something dark happens and it's presented in like a cheery light, so in some ways, like whenever like a sitcom would have a very special episode and like someone falls down a well or something, you know what I mean? Sure. That made it more upsetting to me than if it happened on like a dramatic show. Because that contrast Unexpected, is what, right. Yeah, it's interesting to me. Uh, I think this is pretty dang macabre. I'm going to give it an 85. This Old Testament, an endless hello, yeah. Stephen King. You can't match this. <laughs> He's trying. It's got an 84.33, which is like 55 points higher than The Man from Uncle. Ooh, not very macabre, okay. that one. Not very macabre. Um, All right, next category. I think you're going to do well here, too. Dramatic lighting. Oh, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's constant. Cecil, Cecil, I, I tip my hat. There's so much dramatic lighting here. Uh, it literally starts with let there be light. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he is so far up his ass. It's great. Yeah. Like when my, but movie shouldn't starts, it be, what do you want to like subdue? 10 commandments? No. Uh, oh, this is also another thing I learned about this one. This is a remake of a Cecil B. DeMille 10 commandments from 1923. Sure. Yeah. He did silent, silent, movie version of it which i want to watch that too because i got i just gotta see it at this point but it's uh uh your so 10 weird. commandments completest yeah well this guy's i don't know i i, I can see some beat bills somebody i want to look up because he seems like a real nut i love the i love the nuts i love the the kooks the james the, he's like the james cameron of old like i, and I, exactly. I love james cameron he's a monster but he's a monster he wants to make the goddamn movie um uh Dramatic lighting, I think especially the 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 parting of the Red Sea, it like yeah. looks like a storm yeah. and it's so scary, like the way that looks. Yeah. Uh there's I, I, these old effects, like yeah, they look like effects, but they still look fun and they're cool and like they're Definitely. you know, you'd still buy into it. Except for the snake effect where he they, where they have to <laughs> just cut people going. <laughs> that like, was charming. <laughs> well, the effect looked good, but then they cut to the people like, look. I the know, right? They the did that a lot. <laughs> as if, like, you couldn't show Mamnet falling off a ledge. We had to hear her. You know, it's awful. All of a sudden, we're in a radio play. Uh, but Mamnet falling off the ledge is like, it's like the shark from Jaws, you know? She, she's scarier when you don't That's see true. her, you know? Um, There's also the burning bush. Yeah. Sephora attending the sheep under that volcano. Yeah. Oh, tower of fire at the end. Yeah. Pillar of fire. How Pillar, dare you? Me. <laughs> Making the Ten Commandments themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then all the, the location photography, like just wandering through the desert, all that stuff looked great. That one shot where, where uh, Ramesses and, and uh, Nefertiti are like sitting on their thrones, both depressed after losing, and then they fade to the fire mountain. Like it's just yeah. so. Just so like dramatic. the end of The Graduate. Yeah. It is. Like, well, now what? Yeah. Now our kid's <laughs> dead. Now what? Oh. Uh, this is dramatic. I'm, it, it, although I will say to be fair, there's a lot of good Technicolor, just like brightly lit stuff. So it's not all dramatic. So I'm going to go 77 on this one. But you couldn't do Moody with Technicolor. They had to blast it with studio lights. So much lighting. Yeah, it's hard to be subtle. Yeah. I think because there's so many lighting effects, like as dramatic moments, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 90. 90. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a 90 as well. No, oh, 92. Why not? Um, Given an 86.33, which is 67.67 points lower than The Man from Uncle. Okay. All right. Next okay. category, Vibrato. 
So for this one, in addition to literal vibrato, we also mean anytime they take a moment and give it extra, sort of zhuzh it up more than the moment needs, but you like it. I mean, just the exodus, like they had so many ducks. So many ducks. <laughs> it was 14,000 extras and 15,000 animals. In Crazy. Like what's that's a, vibrato. Yeah. What's amazing about that is that that means Cecil B. DeMille asked for 20,000 extras and 20,000 <laughs> animals. And, and he the got... producers were like, fuck, can we do 14? But like, I guess, I guess 14,000. <laughs> and he was pissed. Just tell him it's 20. He's not going to count them. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably counted them. Uh, there was, yeah, the, the, the child was sleeping on the, on the oxen during that. I mean, that exodus scene is truly, even if you don't want to watch this whole movie, watching a scene like that is like, you just can't do that anymore. You they don't do count. that anymore. It's so, it anymore. and it's still like, there is just something exciting about just seeing this mass of people. Yeah. yeah. Fully uh, like art directed too, you know, and it looks great. Yeah, every person in costume, it's just, it's just, I couldn't imagine like. There were some points where I saw some slaves laughing. Yeah. Some oh, of the scenes, <laughs> like they do, was like a wide shot. You know, no one expected. No one knew what HD was. Yeah, yes. they didn't know it was gonna look sharper. Oh, uh, so I uh, saw like a couple. Oh, these slaves are having a great time. Uh, Vincent Price, when he dies and he's laying on the ground, they had like a body double on the ground of him, and like they were like, "This is like they did not plan for HD." Vincent Price wasn't. They did lay not down plan for, for HD. That is right. Oh. <laughs> um, what was the category again? Vibrato. Uh, vibrato. Yeah. Oh man. I think so much vibrato. I think even the, the music in the score, even though it's not sung, it's just a very like, I mean, it's French yeah. horn mostly, uh, which is the most vibrato <laughs> of orchestra instruments. Um, I'm going to go 95 on this one. I think everything's done big. Nothing subtle here. I mean, just the length alone is vibrato. Length is vibrato. Yes. And we're never mad at a vibrato length, are we, John? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what you're inferring there. I call the Ten Commandments a good start. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. I would say, for me, a negative vibrato was the very opening where they're like, we're going to have an overture. Then the director is going to come out and give a speech. Oh, and you then we're going to do the edition. opening credits. It was. I didn't watch that version. I oh. liked when they do that. I was like, this is a lot for a movie that's already almost four hours. But yeah, I well, mean, you're going to hate the Snyder cut is what I'm hearing, John. <laughs> if someone brings it in, I'll watch it. It's four hours and two minutes. Oh, boy. How could that be longer? OK, we're not going to get that. <laughs> I'm going to watch it. You're not going to keep gonna, me from watching. It. I'm going to watch it. I'll watch it. I'm definitely. Gonna is there an intermission it. in the Snyder cut? Well, you're watching at home. You could do whatever you want, you know? OK, no, I will say. I, I mean, I mean, like it's a biblical epic, so it's just all about being extra and big and huge. So I will go 92. 92. Like even the acting is like extra. Definitely. Like Moses's hair. Moses. Moses's. Moses's yeah. Moses's. Moses. Moses. All that like acting style is so like Ann Baxter's extra this movie. Uh, I'll give it a. It's pretty vibrato, but it is like the length helps and hurts it because after a while you do some point get numb to it all. But yeah. then the last hour is like all special. It's almost like Titanic. Like they save all the good stuff for the very end. So you leave going, that was amazing. And you forget like the first 90 minutes that it took to get there. Um, I'll give it a 90. Giving it a 92.33. All right. All right, next category, footwork. Okay. Well, there's okay. actual there's footwork. Yes. Yeah. Slaves stomping in the mud. Stomping in the mud. Stomping in the mm -hmm. mud. The 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 shepherd's daughters wash Moses's feet. There's some footwork there's there. Definitely that. Yes. There's an exodus. All the those ex extras walking. That's Ugh. what I'm saying. Because it's like if you could get 15 dancers to dance in chore perfect choreograph, that's amazing. But if you could get 14,000 people and 15,000 animals to walk in one direction, that's as much <laughs> right? footwork as you could possibly ask for. Yeah. 
Uh, Those poor ADs. <laughs> I could not imagine. They have to use flags or some shit. I have no clue. Um, this, this, I'm trying to think. Of, oh, and of course, it's, the shepherds have a. They have a big dance number. A lot of the, dancing girls. Or do the shawl dance? Yep. Uh, the, all the the presentations to Pharaoh. Those big dances. Yeah. Um, boy, there is no shortage. I'm gonna go. I. Oh man, I'm almost. <laughs> I'm gonna go 98. 98 up there with Chicago. <laughs> I, 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 I stand by I stand by the Exodus scene as being one of the best pieces of footwork ever put to film. The Egyptians' firstborn sons, they had it coming. <laughs> Where's that mashup? Uh, I'll give it an 88. I think there's a ton of it. Chicago to the deserts? I don't know. Let my people Chicago. Let my Let people, my people go. Chicago. There it is. You know what I had stuck in my head? Is like some song there that goes, let my people go. What is that from? I don't know. Yes, I actually had the same thing too. Like, oh, it's I... from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> is it? Yes. That can't be true. There's some. There's a moment where Cameron sings that or someone like, let my Cameron go. I, I swear to you, it is. There's a moment where whatever that song is, is quoted in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I don't know if that's it. Because I remember saying, let my people go. Yeah, right. well, it is audience. Like, let us know what yeah. let my people go when Cameron was in Egypt's land. Let my Cameron go. It's almost like a disco song, maybe. I could be way <laughs> off. I think it's like not a it's not like a jazz standard, but I think it's like a big band song where they like mix in jazz and they have like, yeah, like they're playing like something. Like Brassy. a Cab Calloway? Yeah. And then like, yeah, like I think of the dancing ghost. It's like, let my people go. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Audience, please Hopefully let us know. Hopefully someone will let us know, yes. I can't Shazam myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've tried. Hurts my neck. Uh, I'm going to give it a 75. Giving it an average of 87 in footwork, which is 1.33 points higher than the Apple. Okay. That was more uh, fist work. <laughs> Excuse the expression. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking okay. of next category, spank bank deposits. Okay. Now we're not. We don't want your cis straight man <laughs> point of view. Why not? And Baxter. No. Uh, here's here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I wouldn't masturbate to Yul Brenner. I would masturbate as With? Yul Brenner. Oh. As. Oh, okay. as. Yeah. Like I would do a Ramsey's thing in my own head. Sure. Like I'd buy that. Nefertiri, yeah, come on. We're, we're, I mean, there's some good stuff in here. I, I think it's pretty good. Uh, I think there's the like time. Brenner yeah. and John Derrick, young Joshua, definitely. There's a lot of guys in like leather harnesses that just have like sleeves on them. Yeah, yeah. They're still essentially leather. They all kind of look like the Marvel uh, Hercules. Yeah, well, and there's also even the background Egyptians are all just like beefcake guys just running around. And they could like at any given point you could. Pop Pause it and find a new fellow. Like, I think there's a lot <laughs> hidden here. So, if if you're a nipple up. queen, this is your movie. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. a horny Where's Waldo. <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't think, I think especially for 1956, I think you have to adjust for masturbation inflation. Sure. Uh, sure. I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go 71. 71. Yeah, I could see like as a young gay kid in the 50s being like, let's go see Ten Commandments again. <laughs> I'll go. I, I thought John, John Derrick, I really was like, who is this guy? He put the Derrick in Bo Derrick. Didn't know that. I'm sure he did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. They were married for a while. Uh, I'll She's give, a 10. That's true. 
I'll give it an 81. 81. Uh, I'm going to give it a 60. It's there. Mark. Okay. I've been very generous. This pulled up. This is a you 60. <laughs> this you is twice been. what I gave the man from Uncle. <laughs> and those are handsome fellas. You can, nobody very, can deny that. Yeah. But they weren't like shirtless. Uh, come on. If they were in the remake, uh, who would you have as who would you have as Ramesses? Who would you have as uh, uh, I guess Ramsey would have to be like Rami Malik, right? He's like an Egyptian actor. He's the first one that came to mind. You would have to have sure. an actual Egyptian. Right, right. Moses? I don't know. You know who did Prince of Egypt, Moses, was uh, Val Kilmer. You can't do that. And Pharaoh oh. was Ray Fiennes. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> Val Kilmer played Moses in a stage musical version of Ten Commandments. Oh, man. Did you see it? No, but there are clips on YouTube. And he looks like he's out of breath, even though he's just standing there. But a lot of like his his like musical phrases don't last long. Um, and a, a, a yet to be discovered Adam Lambert is also in the cast. Oh. He has a few oh. songs where he just sort of sings his face off. So let my people go might refer to the audience. Maybe. <laughs> All right, Matt, on a scale of zero to 100, how likely are you to recommend the Ten Commandments to a gay person? Well, especially I did, obviously, for the show. Sure. However, I did feel a lot of like agita the whole time about it because uh, <laughs> it was just just because it's long. I think it's worth. I think it's a movie absolutely worth watching. You're saying for... gay people don't like long things? Oh, hmm. Mark, you can. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a real Nefertiri. Yeah. <laughs> you are a real Nefertiri. I love it. Um, uh, yeah, but this is not like I always imagine this category is is Mark comes knocking at my door. It's a rainy night. He says I'm on the way to a gay film club. I just I crashed my, my car, I right. crashed my and car I'm on my way to a gay film club. And, and you're home, jerking off as if you're Yul Brenner. <laughs> as if I'm Yul Brenner, uh, just pulling my little side tail. Yeah. And uh, and then Mark says, "Give me a DVD so I can bring it to the movie club." And like, if I had Ten Commandments, how confident would I be? I would say, <laughs> I would say. 40. I'd say 40. I think it's well worth watching. I so think I'm going to a movie club, taking your movie, but I'm not inviting you? That seems rude. Uh, well, I'm sure I was. Maybe it's a gay movie club. He's like, I'm I not see. finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not finished as Yul Brenner. I'm still getting my, my big silver armor off. You know, I I'm see. I part see. of that part of the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 40. I think there's a lot, there's a lot to look at. It's not very thematically anything in there, but, uh, it's uh, almost it, the it, opposite. Of, yeah. The yeah. Anti. <laughs> yes. Like you could see, uh, this is what they show you. Little do they know in like, you know, uh, what do they call it? Sexual re-education <laughs> camp. Yes. Yeah. This is like one of the, the, they got you like, oh, we'll show them about the, the, the laws of the Bible. Then all of a sudden Yul Brenner walks on screen and like, right. oops, backtracked everything. Nope. Y'all trying to do there. <laughs> Any work we had done has just been undone <laughs> immediately. So a 40, John. Uh, I'll go, I'll go 35 because the re recommendations for me were more like, I don't want to say homeworky, but more like, you know, it's a, it's a good, you know, it's, it's less than like, oh, it's fun. Like it never really grabbed me this movie. Unfortunately, it was more like I appreciated it rather than really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it and appreciated it, but I don't think I would like be very likely to recommend it to a gay person unless you're like a hardcore, like movie buff or something. And you're really into this division. <laughs> I think, but I did enjoy it, so I will also give it a forty. Yeah. So I'm taking that DVD and going, okay, it's not looking good, but I don't know. 
we could just chit chat if it's yeah. yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> other people have bought more than one movie, so I can. Yeah. Yeah. And we're watching all of them, and I brought Ten Commandments. <laughs> it's either this or the extended edition of Return of the King. You <laughs> really um, want to clear out the party. It's got a thirty-eight point thirty-three, which is tying it with the Wedding Singer. Oh, but okay. it's forty-one point sixty-seven points lower than the Man from Uncle's eighty. Boy, okay. that's that seems high, but we'll we'll live with that. I'm so, You're I'm, gonna I'm have still, to. Yep. Still gunning for it. Okay. You're doing fine. All right. Our, now we are into the wheel category. So these are all categories that past guests have brought in, and we've put them all on this wheel, which is an app on my phone. And I'm gonna spin it four times. Whatever category randomly pops up, that's how we will judge it. And after those four, you will come up with a category, which we will add to the wheel, which you may remember as from earlier in this episode. <laughs> See, John likes when seeds are planted and then they pay off later. <laughs> hear that, Ten Commandments? Hear that, God? Okay, here we go. Very exciting. Okay, weird line deliveries. Weird line deliveries. Yeah. Come on. There's a ton. Uh, there's, a, there's a ton. There's a the ton. The burning there's bush. A, the burning <laughs> bush. Every, yeah, everything God does. God's very fun to imitate. Uh, like, like, that's just weird. <laughs> Uh, the burning bush that uh, that voice is Charlton Heston. Yes, I, I think I, but I also they hid that from people for many years. I think they were trying to like make it like we don't know who did it. It was probably just really. <laughs> we just showed up one day and it was on the film. Uh, <laughs> I I loved the scene where Nefertiti and uh, Pharaoh are playing like hounds and jackals. They're playing like that and everything they do. They're like, oh yeah. They don't yeah. know what they don't know what the rules are. They're like, yes, my jackals have your hounds now. And it's like <laughs> you guys don't know what you're talking about. You had never learned the rules of this game. Uh, I think there's a lot of weird line deliveries. Uh, I, I, and I think Charlton Heston also like he is. You do impressions of Charlton Heston because he's kind of weird. I think he's like Christopher Walken. I think so. I yeah. think he's fun to do for that reason. He's um, like super stiff. He's very mansplaining yeah. too. Yes, he he became so <laughs> Moses. Much more... <laughs> uh, oh, and then also, yeah. Speaking of which, I think the way Moses is said in this movie, every time it says so much, it's always Moses, Moses. Yeah. It's all every time they say Moses, it just it just like it, uh, it it's great to me. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go eighty five on this one. Eighty five, one of the weirdest things you've ever heard. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. There's a lot of weird stuff. There's also a lot of like British liquid you, you know, like yeah. you amuse me or just like yeah, those sort of like sure. weird diphthongy stuff. Well, and then Dathan's like a guy from the Bronx too. Yeah, He's like, that's Edward, right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, Robinson, you're like, what is he doing here? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a lot of weird sort of hammy stagey stuff. I'll go 65. 65. Um, yeah, I'll go 60. Nothing too crazy, but there's some weird stuff that reflects the times. Given an average of 70. Do you have any other biblical epics you like, Matt? Uh, you know, it's, I should watch Ben Hur because it's probably in the same zone, but I've never seen Ben Hur. So apparently, Ben Hur, the character, is in this movie. What? Oh, someone's but... credited as Ben Hur. Oh, well, there you go. No, <laughs> I, I, I can tell you. Who oh, he was. oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what movie I fucking love is Noah. The the. Barry I love Noah. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I like. Oh, that's like. It ends with a knife fight with a baby and there's yeah. rock angels. Like uh, that's also like, they take that so seriously. John I hates it when movie. I say it, but it's pure cinema. It's great it's visual so storytelling. Good. It's so And good. they remove like all the spirituality from it and just treat it like a fantasy epic. Oh it's man, great. I, I could watch Noah right now. I'm like, well, oh, please let's just get through this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We've got 300 more categories. Uh, and the next one is, is anyone on fire? 
any well god is i guess right again burning bush god's on fire and once again this god is on fire <laughs> Uh, and if God's on fire, that means everybody's on fire because we're creating his image. So I kind of say like that. But nobody uh, does. I guess you couldn't do like stunts like that. Maybe you couldn't have that take where they could light people on fire. There was well, Vincent, Price. <laughs> Vincent Price. Vincent yeah, Price. Yes. True. He did have a little horsetail whip that he was whipping around. Fondelaine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, his first line when she gets back is like, no, not the yellow flower. It's great. Uh, <laughs> uh, the. Uh, the, there's a weird scene special effects wise where there, the hail falls and and then the hail catches on fire and then Ramsey's just casually walks through it because obviously he didn't know there was going to be fire there. Uh, right. So Ramsey's I just took that fire. to mean Ramsey's is never thrown. <laughs> no, he's, <laughs> he's steadfast. Um, and then the fire column, I'm sure singed a few Egyptians on the way down. Sure. Uh, uh, is this out of 100 still? These yes. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go, it's not nothing, but it's not a ton. I'm going to go 68. 68. I think there's a lot of fire, but not a lot on people, but there is stuff there. So I'm actually going to go 26. Mm -hmm. 26. I'm going to go uh, 40, and that's mostly for the burning bush. Okay. Giving it a 44.67. Mark, would you go 39? Nope. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see if you can look the other way. Okay, here we go. Legendary billboard. Oh, this is tough. Well, the outside no. of that building they leave when they're sure. the Exodus has like uh, statues on the outside of the building. Yeah. And they're like obvious. depicting ancient gods, like Egyptian gods, legends, as it were. Yeah, so I'm sure. just saying it's not zero. Well, what I was going to say is God does do the Ten Commandments on the side of a mountain. Yeah, which is sort of like a billboard. And is there something more legendary than the Ten Commandments? You always say they should be in more courthouses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have I bought so many because I thought there was going to be a boom. You so I'm just yeah, like yeah. trying to unload them is what it is. Yeah, you got rid of them. Uh, the ninety nine cent commandments. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, I think I think the obelisks where they put the names of uh, you know because he also struck all of Moses' names off the That's obelisk. True. That's a big thing. Those are like billboards for the future about who was around before then. And I, I think that's very important to them. And then, uh, yeah, Ten Commandments, some might say the most legendary billboard <laughs> there ever was. Uh, so I'm going to go 100. Eat shit, accidentes guy. <laughs> You're going 100? I'm going 100. I'm doing it. <laughs> okay, man. I'm, I'm, it's the Ten Commandments. Name a more legendary billboard than Ten Commandments. Uh, Allie in A Star is Born. <laughs> yeah. All right, 99. You talked me into it. <laughs> You don't have to. I don't have. I don't budge. You don't budge. I'll budge. Ninety nine. Mark right. it. Mark it. Ninety nine. Dude. It's lock marked. it in. It's marked. It's marked. <laughs> I think we're reaching here, but there's some stuff, so I'll give it a sixty. Sixty. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a fifty for all these reaching. Uh, giving it a sixty nine point sixty seven. That's what the Bible teaches. Always be reaching. That's the number one thing I got from the Bible. Reach for heaven. Yeah, man's reach exceeds its grasp. Okay, here we go. I don't know if this is lucky or problematic, but tan. How tan is it? I'd say it's pretty tan. It is pretty, pretty tan. tan. I, I will say, I don't think they crossed the boundaries into like any sort of brown face or black I think face Edward here. G. Robinson. Edward G. Robinson I think he yeah, does, I think yeah. So maybe, yeah. Uh, but because like Joshua just felt like a very tan he seemed tanned, person. yeah. Tanned in oil, because he put on oil before he went stone cutting. Um, well, you got to. Yeah. You got to oil before you go stone cutting. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and uh you know moses got more tanned when he saw god like that's like that's the best spf you know you can get is the power of god um uh this is pretty tan i but i think for the problematic parts of Edward v robbins i'm gonna knock it 15 points so i'm gonna go from oh, 15 points for blackface Interesting. okay <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's what it means to you. Okay, interesting. Fine, seventeen points. It'll go from that. Seventeen. Okay. It'll go from that. Thank you. Okay, justice has been served. Seventy-eight. You're at seventy-eight. It's very tan. I mean, it's white people in the desert, and they should not be. No uh, one's not- sweaty though, really. You know what I mean? They're not too sweaty. I, from what I understand, they had to do them all indoors in very air-conditioned spaces. Yeah, sounds great. So anyone uh, who is sweaty, it's actually they put oil on. Yeah, I'm, and I don't mean to be technical here, Mark, but sweat is not tan. But there's like a tan. It kind of like you know when you like sun. Like when I think, I think of like Raiders of the Lost Ark when he's tan and like everyone looks hot, like point bright. You know, like a sun-kissed right. movie. Mm-hmm. They right, are a little right. hand in hand, sweat and tan. Yeah. Uh, I will go, I'll go 81. 81. Uh, I'll go 77. Giving it a 78.67. And how tan is it? (laughs) All right, Matt, the time has come for you to add a category that we could use to judge the Ten Commandments and then add it to the wheel, where it might eventually become a bonus category or a canon category. So exciting. I'm really going to shoot for one here. Uh, And I'm, I'm surprised it's not on your list in some sort of way. So maybe maybe it does overlap with something. But I, I think it's satisfying comeuppance. Oh, oh that's a good one. That's a good because, one. Because that's all the Old Testament stuff is. Now, I will say there's a You difference. had me at comeuppance. Yes. Hmm. Well, it, that's what it feels, right? Like, I feel like what happened to Ramses and uh, Nefertiri is satisfying. Yes. because that was It's done better than like choices. being like killed. Yes. Like, oh, you're going to be, it's like, it's like, they're the original Gone Girl. Yeah. Your punishment is being trapped in this terrible marriage. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what is not satisfying, in the, in, even in this movie, is when he kill, kills him with the damn uh, tablets. Like, that yeah. doesn't satisfy. That's not. I thought that was like, great. Oh, I thought it was so funny and so crazy <laughs> that Moses has just fucking had it. <laughs> Maybe you'd like a closer look. <laughs> Uh, so I, I, I thought that was this, very satisfying. I mean, I felt for the Hebrews, like, let them party. Like, they're exactly. going wild now, but they'll chill out. Yeah. Um, uh, but, and the Egyptians, uh, the, the guys that, that were caught under the oceans. I mean, oh my God, there's squids down there. That's so scary. There's squids. <laughs> Is that the scariest thing? <laughs> yes. Could you imagine you're on a horse and then you see a squid? That's, Too a, much. that's, a, that's a fucking nightmare. Um, so, uh, so even though I think, I think the Ramesses and Nefertiri thing is the, oh, by the way, is this category fly for y'all? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Okay, totally. cool. I just want to check out, you know, did check out. Usually there's like a, there's like a negotiation, but I, I knew I nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> you know what you're doing. Uh, but, uh, so since there's some Old Testament stuff that I don't love with like some really good dramatic stuff, that's very satisfying. I'm going to give this an 84. 84. Yeah, it is definitely pretty good, but it's not it's not a moment where like if you saw it in the theater, someone would be like, fuck yeah, when that <laughs> happened. You know, like it does lack that sort of sizzle to it. But I will give it an 80. Yeah. 80. Uh yeah, 80 sounds right to me. I'll also give it an 80. Yeah. Give it an average of 81.33. 
All right, now we're into the bonus categories. So these categories, we're, are, we're gonna all judge from zero to 10, and these are just bonus. So if it doesn't do well in any of these categories, it's fine. It's not gonna uh, negatively affect the overall score. These are just bonus. It's, all, it's only just good gravy. All right, so the first one on a scale of zero to 10, what would you give the 10 commandments in musical potential? Uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but there yeah. was a musical for this, right? With Val so Kilmer, yes, Al he just Kilmer said. And, and Adam Lambert, yeah. So, and also, King of Egypt is a, is a movie that's sort of the same story that is also now a stage musical. Is and that it, good? Uh, I don't know. It opened in London, like, I think, right as the pandemic hit. So. And they'll watch anything. Is that, yeah. the, is that the one that has the song that's all like, let my people go? <laughs> yeah, it must. No, that's yeah. Ferris Bueller, the musical. I'm telling you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, this, I think this is very, I mean, this is a super theatrical story. You could cut it down and, and, and you could, you could, you could almost make three different musicals out of this one movie. Definitely. Um, Just so, like Gypsy Rose Lee. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, for all that potential, I'm going to go with a nine here. A nine. I'm going to go 10 because I think there two have been made and I think you could do another. Like I was, I was while watching, it, I was like, I want to do it between Ann Baxter and Yvonne DiCarlo, like real bad. Like I wanted them yeah. to have some, some like the boy is mine kind of thing. Exactly. Yes. The, the original Brandy and Monica. He's gonna split my Red Sea <laughs> right up the middle. Something about a staff. Uh, I'm There's also going to get there. There's squids in there. <laughs> That's what she said. I'm so sorry. Please cut that out. Giving <laughs> it a nine. I'm also going to give it a ten. Give it a nine point six seven, which is less than Waiting for Guffman's ten, and The Wedding Singer's ten. And the apples ten, but a lot more than the man from Uncle's three point seventeen. Yeah, you don't. Want All to right, next that. category: queer menace. How much rate the Ten Commandments on queer menaces? Uh, well, you what, got Baca. Yeah. yeah. What's the definition of this category? Is this is this like it's a like a gay man or a gay person, gay who like instills terror, but you love them. Right. That's that is a lot of Baca. Baca. Think like <laughs> Ursula from Little Mermaid. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, I I think he got to go Bach. I think he also maybe got to go a little of Ramses. I think he's I think he's like a little, but he's so like mask. You know what I mean? There's nothing right. like queer about him. I don't think. But I bet he would top some of his soldiers at like a victory party. Well, of course, because they didn't have like concepts of homosexuality and heterosexuality back then. Well, it's okay. it's like more. It's more. Uh... But his energy doesn't come off queer. To, you know what I mean? Right. I know. But it's like it's like the Xerxes thing from like three hundred, where he, like, yes. which that was like pushed yeah. to the nth degree. I think this is more of he's like, I mean, he's you know, uh, he puts on his armor and he makes his, the guys do. I think there's just like a tinge of it that just makes him a little bit. It's not like it's not he's pocket level. <laughs> he's definitely has like a fetish for gold plating. I mean, in nineteen fifty six, like uh, uh, straight guys weren't even allowed to take off of their shirts back then. Just that he had no, to they'd be arrested. Off, they'd be arrested in the streets. Uh, but I don't think it's a ton on here. I'm going to go four for this one. Four. Yeah, I'll go three, all for Vincent Price. Yeah, I'm also going to go three. Giving it a 3.33, which is one point higher than Waiting for Guffman. All right, next category. Character actress makes a big swing. Hmm. I mean... Where there's Yoshebel as the old lady. She was only like 42 when they made this. <laughs> Do you think... <laughs> Do you think uh, the woman played Yosha Bell and Charlton Heston like had relations? I felt that chemistry on the screen. I don't think Charlton Heston had ever had sex with anybody. Come he on. Just, he's like, <laughs> he on. does not with his own reflection. I think he's done yes. that. Yeah. Or like a shotgun, maybe. If <laughs> 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 fucked a shotgun. He just has no sexual energy. He's too busy like telling you where you how you disappointed him. 
Yeah, because even when he kissed um, uh, Nefertiri, he kind of like grabbed her arm like a robot and was kind of like, yeah, and it's like, yeah, he's he's, he's not the sexy. Whole, like for his 90, I was like, why is he into her? She's like <laughs> clearly a nightmare. Right. <laughs> yeah. But he's exactly the guy that would fall for that because he's like not worldly. He hasn't had a, right. you know, so he needed that first, uh, you know, wild uh, romp. The first crazy and, <laughs> relationship. And it happened to be the queen of Egypt. So like, you know, good luck there. Um what was the category? Character again? actress makes a big <laughs> swing. <laughs> do, do we do we count Anne Baxter? Or is that she's leading here? Um, I don't know. She's like quite a character actress. I wouldn't. Oh, say, I mean, I she's say a like, lady. Lady. What's her name? Um, Mehmet. Um, right. Mehmet. Yeah, yeah. Mehmet, she's real dour in a fun way. And also, I'll say the shepherd's daughters are so fun. Uh, so giggly. Very, so giggly, and it's just like, oh, a man, and I love all that energy. <laughs> right? um, <laughs> interesting it's, it, well it's very uh it's very like uh malt shop gals like just hanging out yes. in the malt shop like looking at boys it's very funny to me uh because they're sheep herders so because of that stuff i'm gonna give this a seven i think it's seven really, there's a lot of goofy stuff in here i think it's pretty low mainly because most of the actors most of the female roles are just like oh moses save us so mm. but i think ann baxter's doing some fun stuff and there's some yeah giggly giggly dancing girls i'll give it a two a two yeah i'm gonna give it a three not quite enough for me give it an average of four tying it with the wedding singer all right next category witches how witchy is the ten commandments i think pretty witchy i, I think, think moses is like practically a witch this whole time yeah <laughs> heard of things in well, the snakes that, that could Blood. be blasphemous i don't know <laughs> he's the original witch no, but here's the deal. He doesn't witch it up. He gives the staff to Aaron all the time. Aaron's the witch. His brother. Oh, he's he's all, Aaron's witchy. Yeah, Aaron's very witchy. Because Aaron do his dirty work. Because also poor Aaron at the end where he's like making the idol and he doesn't want to. Uh, right. He knows a, it's a bad a, idea. He knows it's a bad idea. And he's like doing the incense. And he doesn't want to. That that guy cracks me up. He's the, the Lockheed he of his day. Like, I don't know why we're making all these missiles. <laughs> <laughs> really shouldn't. But the contract is so good. John, John, I understand your criticism of this movie. But if you watch it, I'm telling you, like 10 or 12 more times, you'll find these okay. little details that really just <laughs> sing. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but but yeah, I think I think Aaron's a witch. I think the I think the um, the golden calf worshiping thing is very witchy energy. It's very like uh, dancing around in like animal skins, and it's, it seems like a That's lot true. of fun. Putting blood like sheep's blood on your on your door frame that has like a witchiness to it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the you know bring me the guy in a bottle and all that stuff. There's a good there's there's witches. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go six on this. I'm gonna go six. six. Yeah, I think because it's meant to be religious and not, you know, witchy, I'll go four. Wicca is a religion. I'm, I'm going to stick with four. Uh, I'm going to go seven. Moses is a dang witch. Burn him. <laughs> Who are these Christians to judge anybody? Look what you started with. Casting spells, transmorgifying things. They're mm -hmm. going to be playing that clip on Fox News for the next two months, you fool. Yeah, like, uh, I would on. love that, honestly. <laughs> you know, that, that would do you great have any more downloads for us. For us? Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, Please. Uh, giving it a 5.67 in uh, Witches. All right, next one. Gay actors playing gay roles. Well, the yeah. jury's constantly out on Vincent Price. Right. Uh, I think with the Vincent Price thing and, and nobody is really, you know, at least out, you know, I, I know God right. is gay. Of course, we get that. Um, <laughs> but it's Charlton Heston playing God, so no. 
Uh, well, no, well, it's funny you said that because I know for Ben Hur, Charles Hessen's in it, and there's like a scene where like he and like his boyhood friend like reunite like after years. And the director told, I don't remember the other actor's name. He told that the other actor in the scene, you guys used to be lovers. But he oh. didn't tell Charlton Heston that because he because Charlton Heston would refuse to play it. Like he would refuse to right. do the scene. So if you watch that scene in Ben Hur, it's like that guy was in love with Charlton Heston. Like the oh, other guy like wow. really plays it. That's really fun. That, I, I gotta see now Ben Hur. Watch I think that was uh, Timothy Chalamet in that role. Yes, yeah. that was yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's one of my favorite uh, genre of things that happen in movies is, is, is tricking actors. I think tricking actors is very fun. <laughs> if you ain't tricking actors, you're <laughs> in the wrong yeah. business. You're not having fun as a director. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go, just because of Vincent Price, well, let's just go with a one here. A one. Yeah, I'll go, I'll go, I'll go two. One for him and one for uh, Dame Judith uh, Anderson. Was she gay? Oh, probably. She's a dame. <laughs> <laughs> Judy Dench, you hear this? Um, I'll give it a two. Giving it a 1.67. All right, next one. Might do pretty well here. Themes of mothers. Yo, Chappelle. And then, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, a lot of mommy stuff here. Uh, a lot of mommy issues. Definitely. Well, and truly, like, I'm actually, this is one of those Joseph Campbell things I kind of want to look up, but the whole uh, prophecy about the kid that's going to destroy everything and they push him away and then the, it's, it's Oedipus again, right? This whole thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's like, if you're literally echoing Oedipus, uh, you, you're going to go, I guess you got to go 10 on themes of mothers. It's all about mothers here. Well, nine and a half. It's all about mothers? Nine, <laughs> 9. 9.5. I, I this forgot. Is not, you know what's all about mothers? All about my mother. Yeah. You know what's all about mothers is also really good? Mother exclamation point. Oh. I love mother. Oh. I loved mother. We I both love Aronofsky. I, I, in the theater, I stood and cheered when that baby got ripped apart. I could not believe <laughs> maybe it. maybe a little <laughs> much, Matt, honestly. <laughs> I just that seems a little it. more performative. Okay, man. It was, it was an empty Virtue theater. Virtue signaling, yeah. It, it was, was empty. It was an empty theater. It was open. The theater weekend. showing mother was empty? <laughs> <laughs> Could you believe it? That universally embraced movie? Yeah. Uh, 9.5 for Mother. Uh, no, oh, now it's a 9.5. Yeah. All right. I'll give it a 7. I think there's a lot of Mother stuff in there, but it's not every scene. Yeah, I'm going to give it a 6 because he kind of, once he figures it out, he like kind of abandons them. <laughs> yeah. He does. I did like that Bithia like joins the Exodus. I was like, good for you, Bithia. Yeah. yeah. Forge your own path. <laughs> um, all right. Next category, Pearl Clutching. Uh, I think the I think this is also just in the way that they say Moses, just like it 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 implies a pearl clutch is Moses. It's always there. Uh, I think there's a lot of that. Every time Moses shows up, he's so handsome and perfect that all the women clutch their pearls. I know that's not exactly what it means, but it just feels right. Okay. Um, there's I think uh, the scenes we were talking about before were like they couldn't do the shot so they would just cut to extras being like, Can you see what's happening? Yeah, that is insane. Right? The snake is eating the other snake. Oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, uh, the sea it parts and now it's going down. They showed that though. Um, There's also pearl clutching when like Moses, like I give the slaves a day off, and you know I'm let's open the grain. You know, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, I also like, thought during that grain opening scene, like I wouldn't know what to do with this grain. Like, yeah, you, got, <laughs> do you just eat it dry. What do you do? How do you boil a pot of water in the desert? This is this is how I've been in uh, uh, doing like film stuff for too long because I, when I say that, that they're just dropping all this grain, I'm like, oh my god, if they have to do take two, they have to clean reset. up all that grain. I was having like a, a panic attack just watching that. Uh, great scene though, but it's well worth. It's it. a great scene. Yeah, <laughs> um, production design a, for this movie is out of this world. Yeah, 
There also was a scene where Yul Brenner like grabbed his necklace and threw it on the ground because he was so upset. And I was like, that's what Pearls would have been. Yeah. yeah. A lot of incredible cape work from uh, Yul Brenner here. Just like, Definitely. yeah, he, he's always like, he Dracula's, he does, he does all the moves. <laughs> um, I, I don't think because there's not any like super literal version. I know what you mean. Like, oh my word, but it's like, I'm going to go five on this. There's a lot, but it's not in the bright mode exactly. Five. Yeah, I'll go five as well. I'm also going to go five. Giving it a five. Two points higher than Winnie for Guffman. Finally, <laughs> quips. How quippy is Ten Commandments? I think it's pretty quippy. I think every line here is kind of meant to land. Uh, and it doesn't hit us this way, but there is one of my all-time favorite quips like mm. in all movies. Because uh, it's a little naughty, and it's but it's really funny. Is when Ramesses tells Nefertiri, he goes like, uh, he goes, you will be like my dog or my horse, except I will love you more and trust you less. Like, that's just a fucking mean, <laughs> that's just like a bad guy line. That, like, I used to write for pro wrestling, and like, that's like, that's what I want a good heel to say is that type of line. It's funny, but it's like me. Oh, it's great stuff. Uh, there is the quip when uh, they're like, oh, it's respectful to have the respect. It, it's the gods love it when uh, someone has the respect of their enemies. And then Nefertiri goes like, and such pretty enemies, you know, talking about the princess. Um, Nefertiri also one point called Judith Anderson a puckered old persimmon. Rude. <laughs> the shade of it all. Oh. The Alexandria Library is open. <laughs> okay. uh, I, I was I, texting with Julie Brister about this movie, and she says one of her favorite lines is when Ann Baxter says, oh, you most impetuous Moses. <laughs> Uh, and there's I, one line with, I think it's like Edward G. Robinson, I forget his name, says, where are we going? One of the guards says, to hell, I hope. Which is rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think there's a lot. This is another one I think that you have to, the more you watch it, the more you catch these little lines. But what would you say there. like the batting average? Considering it's a three hour and 40 minute movie. If it's like, what's like quip per minute? What's the QPM here? I would say, I think there's one per scene, like they at least have one per scene. I think the last line of every scene is kind of a quip. They always go out on a banger. Uh, so, Jack Benny did a punch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. <laughs> the Benny pass. Yeah. Uh, I think it's pretty good. I, and I think I think we we missed some stuff, you know, because- uh, <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> we're just not as smart as our forefathers. This uh, is true. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go eight on this. I think it's pretty quippy. Eight. I think it's pretty quippy. I think it's more just like very like declamatory than quippy. It doesn't like, but I'm gonna go two. I just don't think it's a real quippy two. Movie. Yeah, it's like, and also Moses is just like so humorless as it goes yeah. on. Jesus, lighten up, dude. So bombastic. Uh, I'll give it a four. Giving it a four point six seven. No, that's not terrible. Too that's bad. one point higher than the Man from Uncle. Okay. Right. That's a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> King of the Quips. King. That's what they call him. Yeah. All right, finally, Matt, second to finally, this <laughs> we're in the iconic categories. So we're now back to scoring from zero to 100. And these categories are just wider umbrella categories. You'll see. So the first one, Matt, on a scale of zero to 100, how would you rate the Ten Commandments in homoeroticism? I think that there is some, I mean, it's 1956, and I don't think they were playing this. Nobody the was gay then. Nobody was gay then. They hadn't invented it quite yet. Um, there were some things bubbling in the lab that were very exciting, but it just wasn't quite yeah. all the way finished. <laughs> um, but I think there's a, I, I think there's a very like um, one of those uh, straight guys thing with Ramesses and Moses, like we can't fight or we can't kiss, so we fight. 
I think they like love each other a lot, but I don't think it's like all the way there. There's also There's a- the raising of the obelisk. Right. There's that. Right. And I also, whenever you have to ask your brother-in-law to stretch out your staff against the waters. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's that. <laughs> there were a couple of lines too. Someone said, will you please your Pharaoh, Moses? Like okay, yeah. okay. I, I liked it when John Derrick was climbing down those ropes. That was very sexy. And he gets that tied was. up, and the whole Vincent Price, like Vince you know, Price teasing thing. him. I think in the very in, Hannibal. I think in the uh, the 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 golden calf scene. I think there's some fellows that kind of do some accidental bumping in the in the sure. frame at all. Like I <laughs> sure. think that's in there. There's nothing more homoerotic than accidental bumping in a wide <laughs> shot. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's truly extras is getting away with it, and I you gotta you gotta tip your little hat for that. Like the headshot um, boys. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't think it's 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 not out there, but it's it's not not present. I'm gonna go 39. 39. Yeah, that sounds right. I'll give it a few more. There was a couple because at one point where someone said you're gonna free your people with a staff, he said uh, with a sword, and he said, No, I will free my people with the staff of a shepherd. And I was like, Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'll give it a 42. So dirty, hasn't been showered in a while. <laughs> yeah. Uh to me, like when I think of like epic. Homoerotic. I think like Spartacus is like the gold standard for that. You know, do you like snails and you know all that whole scene and like that actually has homoeroticism in it. And this one, it's there in pieces, but it's not a lot. So I'm going to give it a 22. Yeah, giving it a 34.33, which is 30 points higher than the Wedding Singer, but about 50 points lower than the Man from Uncle. (laughs) Yeah, that that's that's tough. Next one, over the top wardrobe. Well, it's pretty constantly I mean, yeah. over the top. Yeah, a burning bush. A burning bush. This is what you choose <laughs> to wear before you leave the house, God. <laughs> well, it wasn't wearing, really burning. It's a glowing bush. It wasn't really burning. That's yeah. my note. Well, then why do they call it the burning bush, John? Take it up with uh, whoever wrote the Bible. Yeah, the it's Bible the Bible's loves, fault. Yeah. The Bible loves alliteration. Of course, of course. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, the I think with, I mean, I'll say this. I was a little bit like, well, it's like not over the top for the time, all this stuff. But then I was started watching it, and like, there's the first scene with Pharaoh is he's picking from jewelry pillows on what, like, what jewelry he's gonna wear. Like, and like right. I said, every single scene was Nefertiri was in a new insane dress. Uh, I also feel like now the I liked how like it, like everything was like really well designed, like form fitting, like beautifully, like the colors are like everything's like color blocked and like yeah. it's a rainbow every frame. Because now I think like everything is like designed. They do this in video games a lot too. Like it's like Jack Sparrow or like everyone has so many layers and like everything's overly detailed yes. that it looks busy. Right. Where I liked how just like kind of simple it was, but you still got the sense of the character. Yeah, it's and like, simple compared to Jack Sparrow, John. I see your face. <laughs> it's like simple. I wouldn't call this simple. Because sure. now, like especially in like video game characters, everything's just like so over designed. Like everyone has like a million things happening. Yeah. Well, even like Moses was, which, which the idea with his red robe is that always oh, in the the simple cloth of of the of the, the Levi or something. But if you saw a man in that robe like across the street, you'd be like, "What does this guy got going on?" It's a bright red, iconic. Like even his poncho is amazing. Uh, yeah, if I saw Moses across the street, I'd be, what's this guy's deal? Yeah. <laughs> That's a hell of a shepherd's step. He better be man. wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he's, trust me, I, I, Moses is an anti-masker, I hear. He let my Uh-oh. people go as he throws a mask on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to go to Buffalo Wild Wings, which is apparently wide open. Um, <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, we, we uh, you tell anybody we recorded this in 2019, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay, good. Uh, 
I think over the top, I think it's pretty incredible. I think there's a lot to look at. Like every scene, there's a lot to look at here. I'm going to go with 96. 96. I'll go 90 because I feel like it's definitely over the top, but not insanely over the top for that, for the world it's in. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's pretty great. I'm going to give it 95. Giving it a 93.67. All right. Last of the iconic categories, camp factor. How campy is the Ten Commandments? I think it's I think it's pretty campy. I think there's some stuff here. Like this is what I was talking about. Why biblical movies are so good is because they take themselves very seriously. Yeah. And then boy, when they miss, it's a beautiful miss. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think I think the shepherd's daughters talking about man like they're at the milk shop. Like oh, I think every time they say Moses is campy. Um, I think the way that uh, Ramesses stands often is campy. He does the he puts one leg up all the time, and why not? Yeah. yeah. Uh, when you got uh, those calves, yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, a beautiful desert flower. Calling somebody a desert flower is can't. I mean, there's a lot here. Uh, Mark, do you have a a list? <laughs> oh, no one's ever asked before. <laughs> oh, I happen to. Yes. <laughs> oh goodness gracious! And before I get into it, let me just say I cut it down. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here we go. This opening's a lot like Superman's origin, frolicking with your girlfriends by the river while newborns are being killed, immediately canceling a party because you found a baby, an incriminating swaddling cough. God, every chosen one storyline is just ripping off Moses, Luke Skywalker, Moses, Neo, Moses, Cher, Moses. Creatively, Yoshebel seems stuck in a rut by sewing the same pattern her entire life. For 45 seconds, this movie becomes CSI Ancient Egypt, appetizer platters that have more decorations than actual food. Having someone pour oil over your fingers that you then dab behind your ears finding meaning in the desert just like when john and i have our palm springs weekends horny and giggly lady sheep herders meeting your future father-in-law over chips and dip moses going through more reinventions than madonna it's sephora the first bangle when she noticed that moses walked like an egyptian terrible child actors would it kill the burning bush to speak up moses gets real preachy after hearing the word of god moses checking out of your marriage because he gets swept up with a heavy crowd sitting down to dinner while the firstborn sons of egypt are killed by god lifting up your skirt when God's pestilence cloud coils around your ankles. We could really use a Joshua to organize the vaccine distribution. The Exodus has a real first 15 minutes of Home Alone energy. At the Red Seas, Moses is Moana with worse vocals. And this time, it really is goodbye horses. Seeing Moses part the Red Sea and still thinking he may be full of shit. So let's go ahead and worship a golden calf. These golden calf worshiping Hebrews would love Jeff Coons. This movie must have had a huge wreath budget. Speaking of, after all this, you think one of the Ten Commandments would be don't have slaves. And finally, <laughs> ending your movie by tying it into Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ooh, that's a good list. Uh, <laughs> pretty campy. I think it's pretty campy. Um, I, uh, and and I, I, I think this movie also packs a lot of camp in it because it's three and a half hours long. Sure. Uh, so it gets, are. It, it gets a lot of at-bats, let's say. That's um, true. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 92. I think it's 92, campy. one of the campiest things you've ever seen. <laughs> I'll give well, it a, not a bunch. <laughs> I'll give it a 90. 90. It is pretty campy. It's so long though, so it's tough. Uh, I'll give it an 89. Giving it a 90.33, which is two points higher than the man from Uncle, Ooh. but 8.67 points lower than the apple. Finally, we're into the crown jewels category. So these categories we all agree on. We don't score it, we either all agree it gets it or it doesn't. 
the first one, a 15% bonus for a positive portrayal of homosexuality. Uh, I don't think we can do yeah. any good content. No. I mean, you can't even give it to the Bible. Can't even give it, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. Consider the source. The source material, no. <laughs> yeah. So let it be written, so let it be done. It is not positive portrayal. <laughs> the Bible is no fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, negative 50% of all the points if this is the movie Boat Trip. This is not the movie Boat Trip, so it will not lose 50% of its points. All right, Matt, we're done. We are at the end. So now that we've been did? through it all, how do you think? I don't, it, I, it, it has, like, I think I knew this was going to be like high highs and low lows, and I, but I sure. think it did pretty well. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear it. So you I think do, it's better than 30? You think it's in the top 30? I think it's, I think it's going to beat Man from Uncle, so I think it will be in the top 30. I, th- I have, I have, I have faith. I have faith. Oh, in okay. okay, here we go. I just learned about that yes. last night. Yeah. All right. So, out of a total possible 2,608.39 points, the Ten Commandments has scored 2,074.39 points, giving it a percentage of 79.53, making it the eighth gayest movie ever. <laughs> Not as gay as Clue, but gayer than Grease 2. That's. <laughs> Perfect. That's wow. That's exactly where it needs to be. It's definitely not gayer than Clue. Yes. Yes. Not gayer than Grease too. Wow. Wow. Oh my God. Congratulations. The proof is in the pudding. I mean, it's right there. I'm right there. I'm actually shocked. I was like, I thought, I thought maybe twenty in a good day, but boy, wow. I'm very excited. It's an Easter miracle. That's it truly true. is. I'm, I'm, I wish I wasn't so excited. I feel fucking psyched about that. I <laughs> take what you can get this day yeah, and age. Yeah. Right? This is great. <laughs> this That's is great. great. Yeah, I'm not uh, going when we started. I was like, yeah, 30 sounds about right. But then as we were going along, I'm like, oh, I think, I think the wheel was pretty good to you, too, though. The wheel, the yes, wheel was you good. Help, the wheel was good. The wheel was kind. Is the wheel on God's side? It no, must be. Maybe. It must be. Well, Matt, thank you so much for such a delight. Oh, thank you. You were fantastic. Fun time at the movies. Is there anything you like to plug, promote, or shill for at this time besides Christianity? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, that's what I came out here. First of all, the word of God. You know, good news, everybody. <laughs> Jesus died for us or whatever. Uh, no, I, I have, no, more more importantly, I have two podcasts. Uh, uh, one is called The Art of Arting. Uh, it's a fine art podcast where I paint the interview subject as I talk to them. I had a wonderful guest named Mark Rennie on there, so give that I a have it okay. right here. Oh, Ooh, you have the painting right the movie, Shushing people yeah. behind me. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Follow on Instagram at AOA podcast for that. I'm also on a wrestling podcast if you're into this. Uh, Ooh, okay. We watch WCW Thunder from start to finish with a bunch of people that worked in the wrestling industry. So that's called Get It Again. The wrestling that's podcast. fun. Get It, it Again. It's fun. Yeah, we have a couple good podcasts on there. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, thank you so much, Matt. You're uh, such a delight. Pure delight, like sent from heaven. This is a joy, <laughs> an absolute joy. Like bread and honey, milk and honey, this <laughs> podcast honey. to me. Although bread and honey sounds pretty good. <laughs> that sounds pretty good. Milk and honey, the honey's not going to dissolve. Yeah, that's like a, a, a biosphere food. or a, What the fuck do you call that? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you call, what do you call yogurt? What's yogurt supposed to be? <laughs> Cultured, uh, like culture food. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm crashing at the very end. I don't uh, I don't know if you're supposed to have them together. No, no. Milk I see. Milk. It's just like for your tea bar. <laughs> it's not a recipe. It's just different things you can have. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some book. <laughs> All right. On that note, we'll, we'll be right back. back. We. 
We're back. Wow. What an epic podcast. It truly was. I'm <laughs> sorry you hated the movie. I didn't hate the movie. I just was like, oh, this is so uh, ponderous. Because I also feel like, as a, in a way, like Moses is a character, like nothing happens to him. He's just like, everyone's like, well, nothing. He's amazing. I mean, he goes through so many different versions. You know, he's like, this is a, a bunch king. of different beards. Yeah. No, but he like he goes to being like he builds a city and then he like becomes a slave, then he's a sheep herder, and then he's like <laughs> a prophet. I would say he goes through a lot of different, but like he as a character himself, like is so like has walls up. You don't really like <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, watching it too, I was thinking like obviously there everyone involved was very reverential to it, but there's a way in which like Yeah, where's the irre- where's that Mel Brooks? Well, <laughs> there's the history of the world, the they do the most that. But just like even a sense of like Moses doubting himself. Like he was always just like, this is what is happening. I will, you know what I mean? Like there was no, they didn't feel like a conflict through him. Yeah. I mean, people freaked out with Last Temptation of Christ because they like suggested Jesus, well, had sex when he was human. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that the idea? Here's a question. Let's hear it. When Jesus was on the cross, okay, did he know he was the son of God and that when he died, he was going to heaven? Yes. Because to me, that lowers the stakes. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> you know, is it that big of a sacrifice when you know, like, well, I'm gonna live eternal in heaven, I'll be fine. I guess so, but there is a scene, I think that's the weird sort of conundrum with Jesus where he is both half man and ha- like he is part God and part man, so like yeah. he has to go through the suffering, like, he does still have to experience all that suffering in a way that, like, a God but man doesn't have the certainty that Jesus would. I mean, some people do because Jesus wrong, doesn't require certain- faith, Jesus didn't need faith because he knew. I guess so. I guess I kept looking Defend forward to this, this John. clip being played on Fox News as well. It's very... <laughs> I'm just asking questions. Sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As a metaphor, I think the Bible's great. <laughs> as a metaphor for what? You know, how to live, golden rule. Sure, sure, yeah. If definitely. you strip it to its core, it's, you know, be nice. Don't be an asshole. Uh, take yeah. clean, you know. <laughs> Don't eat food that's been sitting out. <laughs> right. <laughs> just, it's like life. It's like chicken soup for the soul, you know, just with a splash of, you exactly. know, a happy homemaker. Exactly. Speaking of chicken soup for the soul, we got an email from Drew. This is for you pretty much, Mark. For me. For you, yes. It is titled Indie Music. And he says, Mark, I got to tell you, I love the indie music references. Listening to the Wedding Singer episode, we got the shins and block party. Just want you to know, I hear you. Love the Thank show. Thank you. Bro. I'm usually speaking to deaf ears. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> John only knows Madam X B-sides. Mm-hmm. He's the one. He's yep. the one. Yep, I buy all the 45s from the Madam X singles to find out what the B-sides are. That's me. Yes, well, thank you, Drew. Um, John and I did go. We did one of our first dates was a Hot Chip concert. That's I, true. I dragged him kicking and screaming. Not true. He heard chips and like was like, I'm in. But then I'm hungry. There. And then we're like, what? <laughs> And they were cold. Uh, no, but I do also- love indie music. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Uh, another thing that we love is reviews on iTunes. We got one from ThinkPink34, and they give us five stars and says, I love these two. Hello. My, introduc- my introduction to these wonderful queens was with the Cats episodes with Nicole Byer. A delight, of course. Uh, they cover such fun movies, and they have great guest stars like Funny Lady Lennon Parham. The scoring system is elaborate, and I'm into it. Do yourself a favor and listen to this podcast. It's been a bright spot during this crazy time. It's a treat. Thank you, Think Pink. Wow, thank Very you. Sweet. You know, it's also been a bright spot for me during this crazy time, I would like to me- say. Oh, I look forward well. to this. Yes, this is fun. And, and you know, 
interacting with the listeners that we the love listeners that, that makes I, me happy all of you who are cleaning your toilets right now we we appreciate uh, you we see you uh we are happy to be there with you yes we um, are with you we are with you as you toil away at your housework um, but thank you so much. Yeah, if you guys uh, like the show, uh, want to support you, if you could take a minute to go to iTunes and rate, uh, give us five stars, subscribe, all that fun stuff. It helps the algorithm people figure, uh, can help find the show. Or you can email us at 20queens, CWO Old Queens. Let Mark know again how much you love his music. Please. Um, <laughs> Someone needs to. Someone. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Old Queens, CWO Old Queens. You follow me on Letterboxd, where I maintain the current movie rankings. Yes, and also we have merch. If you another way to support the show, go to Two uh, T Public, search for Two Old Queens. We've got a lot of fun stuff you can buy there, and we also have a Patreon. So if you want more of this in your life, if you go to Patreon, search up search for Two Old Queens: The Retirement Plan, you get another episode of this every week. Yeah. And right now we are going through the movies of Dolly Parton, which is another kind of religious experience. Truly, though. Truly, you know, that's the version <laughs> of religion I like. Like I like, I really do like find myself moved by her like religious songs, though. <laughs> They're sweet. They're great. She's he's alive. Him. I mentioned it on one of the Patreon episodes. Everyone needs to listen to He's Alive. <laughs> Disco Jesus. Disco. <laughs> All right. Well, that's right. it. We don't know what we're doing next time, but it's definitely going to be a movie. It's definitely going to be a movie. And also in preparations for the Oscars, it's going to be another, all the next couple of movies are all going to be movies that feature at least a nominee for best uh, supporting actress. Thank you. Show some respect so, to those ladies. <laughs> they don't get enough. Nope. But uh, have a happy Easter. We hope you had a good Passover. Um, whatever those mean. Whatever those mean. I think for like once you're a kid, none of that matters anymore. <laughs> All right. I think we're good. You're going to have ham and coleslaw. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Stay safe. Goodbye. Goodbye. Let my people go. Now it's time for credits. We got music by Danny Cohen. Artwork by Connie Shin. And special thanks to Alex Arche and Mike Rennie. Bye. Bye. We didn't get that right. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.